past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant and we're glad that you're joining us here today and you are going to be glad that you've joined us because we have an, a guest today, Elizabeth Craig of ELC Global and Elizabeth has been a leader in the career services industry for a long time. Elizabeth, we've known each other through the National Career Development Association for what, at least 10 years? Oh, I think much longer, Marie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably probably going more like on 15, maybe 20. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you do such great work for those organizations. I, I know you've, you've been a leader in a lot of those organizations, but then the fun, you, you know, your little fun thing. I love your title of your book. Don't slurp your soup, a basic guide to business etiquette. So um, I know that that's one of the areas that you focus on is etiquette, but today we're going to be talking yeah. about career change. Oh, yes. Can't wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. Career change. And I, career change is it's just among us right now. 60% of women in the latest um, data that I saw, 60% of women are looking for a career change post-COVID. I'm guessing the men aren't too far behind. They just weren't included in the study for some reason. So everybody's thinking about career change. Elizabeth, share with us what is the pre-step that people should be thinking about while they're just contemplating career change? The pre-step is really all about mindset. So I have clients who have contacted me and they'll say things like, I just graduated and I can't land a job in my field. And they're feeling really down about that because they worked so hard for their degree. Another client recently said to me that they worked a year in their field of study and now they don't like it. And they want to transition to something else, yes, during these times. And another uh, said that they happened into their position about 15 years ago. Now, listen to that. Happened into their position, and now they've been there too long. And they realize that really they probably shouldn't have been there for all of that 15 years for sure. Or that they've really liked their position, and when they start, first started, but they have changed and the company has changed. And then they emphatically say to me, I need a career change now. <laughs> and, so and so the first piece, yeah, I'll, go ahead. Oh, no, that's just funny, right? We need it now. <laughs> that happens yeah, we where we just feel now. that pressure. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, clients just uh, really feel the pr- pr- pressure and particularly Uh, during this time. So I always let them know that this is the sunrise time on their career and that they can energize their capabilities, leverage their accomplishments, and connect with meaningful and rewarding work. And what I find often is that some well-known quotes uh, that deal with mindset seem to really help clients with their belief, their persistence, and their determination that will truly lead to their career success. So one of them that is well-liked is by Henry Ford, of course, the Ford industrialist that he was. And whether you think you can or you can't, 
Either way, you are right. I'm going to repeat that to let it sink in just a bit. So whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you are right. So to really be have, have that belief, persistence, determination that I've mentioned. Then another uh, famous uh, quote, it's one that I had actually in my byline for a long time, and I have posted on LinkedIn, and people write to, to me and say, oh, Elizabeth, I love that Emerson quote, and it's enthusiasm is the engine of success. And today in particular, people can really tell whether or not you're really enthusiastic and really do want to land the job. And another is by Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, and he is saying to Luke, as Luke is attempting to get his spaceship out of the mucky swamp, many of you have probably seen that, and he says, do or do not do, there is no try. And it happens that Jordan Spieth, who has been one of my favorite pro golfers over time, a while back, he actually had on his golf bag the Yoda picture, and he actually had the quote, do or do not do, there is no try. And, of course, the news media picked up on that, and they said, oh, look what Jordan has on his, his golf bag. And this is what he said. Jordan said, I described, Jordan Spieth described his play on the back nine as, quote, huge for my confidence. It's big for me going into tomorrow. It'll be a do or do not day Monday. I want to win, and so I'm going to play my game. Obviously, with patience, I'm going to play to win. That quote right now is one that I think uh, many job seekers can really uh, hold on to, that you will be playing your game, and you will be doing the best you can. And obviously, patience is what is the thing that you really need to hold on on. When you're doing all the pieces as you need to be doing them, then things will work out. So, Marie? Marie? That's so true that you just, you, I was just thinking that you, you really have to address these mindset issues first. And a lot of times they can feel fluffy, right? People just want to get to the point, tell me what to do, you know, let's figure out what I should do. But if you come in with that mindset that is in fight or flight, right? I've got to get something new. You're not going to make good decisions and you're likely going to jump, you know, out of the proverbial frying pan into the fire and really not make the change that you want to make. Correct. Correct. Yep. And and, 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 and end up what I first described. So, when we are thinking about making this career change, you said, Elizabeth, that there's five keys. Let's start with these first three points about how people can be the MVP of their career. Yes. The uh, very first piece has to do with values. So a person really does need to know their core values. And it's interesting that people often skip this piece and yet it's one that you really uh, want to work on and know uh, well. So some of the values that my clients uh, have expressed are that they want to have a fast-paced position or their value might be a slower-paced position. 
Uh, they want to have fun at work. They want to be able to uh, not have to work under pressure. And other clients actually really enjoy working under pressure. So the values really can change a lot. And there are a number of uh, free assessments that can uh, help people really figure out what their uh, values are because the values are really the core foundation. And I'll tell you a quick, uh, your listeners, Marie, uh, a quick story here. The, I had a client who, well, she was calling me. She wasn't yet a client, but she called me up and she goes, Elizabeth, is this Elizabeth? I said, yep, this is Elizabeth Craig. And she goes, I am standing under the mission statement of my corporation right now in the front lobby. And if this were truly the value system here, I wouldn't want to leave. But somehow, please help me. I need to leave. <laughs> so it really shows how when a person knows their core values, they're more easily able to know when it is time to leave and find another career. The, yeah, that's so true. Next, no, go ahead. Yeah. So it is the foundation. Uh, and Marie, did you want to ask me a question, or should I go on to skills? No, go go on. Let's do. Let's get go through that. Yeah, let's move. <laughs> so, the second thing that a person really needs to know in order to be the MVP of their career change is they need to know their skills. So what is it that really motivates you that you use now in your work and life and that you would like to use again? And what are those things that you may have done in the past and you know that, no, this really is not a fit? So all of the skills types of things, they might deal with uh, persuasion, operation and control, databases, installation, graphics, management of financial resources, complex problem solving, uh, programming, coordination, navigation, technology design, word processing, doing presentations. They might want a service orientation, uh, systems evaluation, instructing, equipment selection, working on spreadsheets. There are just a multitude of uh, skills that uh, people can bring forth. And then the third most important is for a person to know their purpose. And purpose is one of these very powerful drivers of our lives that is different from a job, different from requests by others, different from your to-do list, and truly different from a career. And there is a book uh, by Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. It's uh, way, way back. It's sold millions and millions of copies. And Viktor Frankl's uh, quote uh, from his book that I hold on to so much in working with clients and that clients really like, is he says in his book, ever more people today have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. And when I've been involved on the Purpose Project uh, Guild at the University of Minnesota, And Richard Leiter, who has written many books on purpose and meaning, uh, he takes us out to the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, and he picks up a red acorn from a red oak tree. And he says to us, can this turn into anything other than a red oak tree? 
Nope, because it's what is embedded inside this seed. So we're not trying to change what it is. Instead, having the courage to find what is embedded in you. So purpose uh, is that piece. So uh, some of the purpose statements that uh, people will come up with are that they really like to solve problems. They like to investigate. uh, They like to get to what matters, uh, perform events, making deals, uh, doing the numbers, building relationships, fixing things. Uh, all of that type of thing is something uh, that people would do in the area of purpose. So there you go. Yeah, and that's really a big three. That's, yeah, that's kind of a big. Um, it's a big thing, right? It's a it's a it's a foundational piece that we have to figure out this purpose. And so let's take a little break, and when we come back, we'll kind of start back with that, Elizabeth, and then we'll move into your Perfect. next two points to have our five keys to be the MVP of your career change. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Elizabeth Craig about how you can be the MVP of your career change. And Elizabeth, you went through the pre-work around mindset and then our first steps around values, skills, and purpose. And purpose is often something that people get stuck on. It's, uh, you know, things that they think they need to go out and find a purpose. And I loved how you were talking about the tree because it's really not something that we go out and find. It's something that we discover from within. And I like to describe it as something that we bring to everything that we do. So you might be in a job that you really don't like that much, but you can still show up with purpose for that job every day because you know what your end game is, you know where you're headed, you know where you want to go, and you can connect how that where you want to go relates to where you are now. So share a little bit more about purpose and and some of the ways that you help people see it in a more clear light. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks so much for that summary, Marie, too. That was just uh, really fantastic. The There is one of the key leading career development researchers is uh, John Holland. And John Holland, in relationship to purpose, he looked at six particular areas of individuals and the work that they would do. And he then, we all in the field, we call this the Ryasak code. And I'll describe each of these individually, and you might think about each of these as I'm describing them and probably be able to uh, choose uh, what is the key one, two for yourself. And when I'm actually uh, doing workshops in person, um, I will have people uh, who are in the workshop go to each corner of the room for these so that then people in the room actually know uh, the type of people who are in the room uh, some of their characteristics and know what they like to best do as far as purpose and then can get in a greater uh, conversation with one another. So the R for the is for realistic, and those are the doers who have athletic or mechanical ability. Uh, they prefer to work with objects, machines, tools, plants, or animals, and like to work independently or outdoors. They have a hands-on, practical, direct approach. Then I are for the investigative thinkers, these are, who like to observe, learn, investigate, analyze, evaluate, or solve problems primarily of a scientific or mathematical nature. Uh, They tend to be analytical, reserved, independent, and the word scholarly is uh, also used. Then the A of the Ryasak Code is for the artistic people, and these certainly are the creators who have artistic, innovative, or intuitional abilities, and they like to work in unstructured situations using their imagination or originality, their creative, self-expressive, really original in what they like to be creating. And then we have the conventional, uh, and These particular uh, type of people, they are the organizers. Uh, They like to work with data. They have clerical or numerical ability. They like structure. They attend to details or follow through, and they definitely follow through on instructions. Uh, They're careful. They're structured, and they basically fit in with what needs to be done. So they're the organizers. Then there's the enterprising group. And these people are the persuaders who like working with people to influence 
persuade, lead, direct, or manage people for organizational goals or economic gain. Uh, They tend to be influential, they're energetic, ambitious, and competitive. And then there's the social tendencies. And these people are the helpers. They like helping, working with people to inform them, enlighten them, teach them, train them, develop, heal, or help them reach their potential. And they're cooperative, sociable, empathetic, skilled with words. And it happens that the people uh, in uh, this area, the social people, uh, often do, as it says, as I said, you know, do end up being teachers. And teachers often have the enterprising uh, component of the RIASAC because of teaching new classes, putting things together. It's a very much an enterprising type of endeavor. And then the other of the RIASAC, John Holland's RIASAC code, is the artistic piece. So the uh, SEA is one where often the teachers, because of being creators then on what they're Uh, doing in their classrooms, they have that original piece to it as well. And uh, a couple of uh, clients who I want to talk about, uh, one of them was a a former top high school swimmer, and she captured two national titles when she was 60 years old. And it made the front page of the paper. It showed her swimming. And basically, she was competing in this at an age when, you know, most people would, she was in the age group 60 to 64, and most people at that time would not, you know, consider being uh, athletic and really performing in that way. And yet, here she was, uh, one of those people who was definitely a doer and independent and working hands-on in learning her swimming craft in this case. Uh, And that was one that came up for her. And then uh, another person who I knew from another group I was in, uh, she had a goal each year to knit uh, newborn blankets and hats for families uh, that did not have uh, clothing for their newborn babies. And so she knit each year uh, these 100 caps. So there it was a creative endeavor for her, something she liked to do. She was also using uh, her hands, so the realistic piece came in there. And then I want to uh, tell you about a woman who became a designer at IDEO in Silicon Valley, and she ended up uh, creating... uh, uh, arms for chairs that actually, it would be like an arm on a chair, only what it was, it was made out of a PVC pipe, so it could be slipped into a couch so that people who were uh, older, up in years, or having problems getting in and out of the couch could easily slip that, those hand, those arm, arms underneath uh, the pads of the chair or the couch and easily get out of the chair. So these individuals, each are people who broke barriers that others had not broken uh, by knowing really their purpose and how the RISAC code, uh, Holland's code, relates to it. 
Yeah, and it's kind of that combination, right, of the skills and the passions or interests or, or things that really fascinate people and how we put those together, which, you know, goes back to that you can figure out a way to use those skills in most jobs, even if you're not where you want to be, how could you build on and highlight and get opportunities to use the skills more that you want to use so that then it's easier to make this transition when you're ready to make the career change. And it gives us something perhaps that we could do now, even if we're feeling a little bit stuck. Would you say that that's a good way to look at it? Oh, it's definitely true. Uh, and and also, this is like the perfect time to do it uh, because what people have said uh, when they were asked if they could live their life over, what would they do differently? They said they would be more reflective, be more courageous, and be clear earlier about purpose. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that when you know what you're not good at, it can be frustrating because you're like, well, I know I don't want to do this or maybe not good at, but when you know what you don't like, the woman that called you and said, I don't want to work here, um, you can just yeah. kind of get stuck there. I don't want this. And so thinking about purpose and skills and, and even values, as you've already talked about, kind of help move us forward to what do you want, right? <laughs> let's write down yeah. all the stuff you don't want, get it out of your brain, and then let's move into what do you what do you want? Yes. And one of the very best ways to do that is to do career research interviews. Uh, I find that, you know, clients will, when they start doing this, they really love it. At first, when I mention to them to do this, uh, they will say, well, not so certain about that. So really, what is a career, in my mind, what a career research interview is, is what is often called an informational interview. And so it's, that term sometimes uh, doesn't seem to really rouse a lot of uh, interest in people wanting to talk with people. And so I actually say, you know, to my clients, use the word career research, that you're doing some career research. They don't really need to know, you know, what is the reason that you're doing the career research so much as I'm just finding out more about what people are doing in their careers. And they wouldn't have to relate it to themselves uh, yet because really they're getting information. And today, you know, how you might go about this really with LinkedIn, LinkedIn today truly is our virtual handshake. I mean, it was our virtual handshake before these times, and now it truly is uh, your virtual handshake. And so I first, of course, always have clients really get their LinkedIn profile in shape so that it is, in fact, complete. And we won't go in depth here about it, but really by making all of the connections that you can make, it will be amazing how these people will help you later on because, oh, yeah, they're part of my network. And networking is really about friendship. It's a statement that I've coined because networking truly is about friendship. And so if you view a gaining LinkedIn connections and connecting with people as really you're building this whole network of connections uh, that you will have lifelong and career long. So I really think that uh, that is really important. Now, is it the word networking? Uh, that is the one word that I started a workshop not too long ago that I was doing in person. And I started, I said, what's the one word that starts with N that anyone could guess I'm probably going to be talking about this evening? 
and that probably none of you want to do. And immediately the whole room <laughs> said, networking, networking. No, no, I don't want to do it. And so this is really the reason that I encourage people to really view networking as about being about friendship. It truly is friendship. And there are many ways to go about it. So you can have friendships in individual groups that you might be in, uh, certainly different communities that you want to be engaged in. And it's truly about friendship. And, then, right, and that makes it uh, that makes it more long term, yeah. too, because if I just think about it as meeting someone that I need to know right now, then it doesn't become that long term commitment that we need real networking to be. So I like that. That's great. Well, we are going to take another short break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking with Elizabeth about our five keys to being the MVP of your career change. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking with Elizabeth Craig about how you can be the MVP of your career change. And I'll just say this really quickly, that I love this because, of course, it's NBA basketball finals. We've got our uh, Major League Baseball about to kick off the playoffs, and, of course, the football starting. And, Elizabeth, I don't know if you knew that I'm a huge sports fan, small-town girl. That was the only thing going on when I was younger. So (laughs) I'm a huge sports fan, and I love your analogy with the MVP of your career change. Yes, that's just great. <laughs> Super. Yeah, so we were talking about the, we talked about purpose and networking, and these kind of move us into steps four and five. So one was values, two was skills, three was purpose, and now we're moving into four and five with networking 
and your next one, which I won't spoil the the fun. But these number four and five are really important because they're things that we need to do throughout our our career, not just right now when we're in job search, right? Yes, that's for sure. Um, In fact, each of these that I'm talking about uh, throughout this uh, call today is really things that you need to be continuing to do throughout your career. And the connecting, uh, as I mentioned, you know, dare I say networking, uh, it truly is the number one way to land a job. Studies have shown this over and over again. In the studies that uh, I was looking at uh, most recently, they're looking at 33 to 58% success rate. So when it is the thing that works the best, why wouldn't you do it? So it's like, just do it, I would say. And really, uh, <laughs> how else is it? Just do it. Way to continue the sports theme the there, right? Just do it. It's, you know, a few minutes of pain for, for the gain that you get in your career. Exactly. A few moments, you know, just do it. It's really worth it. And and then when clients start having fun when they're doing it, they go like, Elizabeth, I'm really in the groove. It's like, oh, I'm really enjoying doing this. This is great. And so it's like, yeah, okay. And then now we need to move to you're getting actually landing your position with having fun uh, making all these connections. And, you know, I mentioned how it was continuously showing up in various places so that then you can build that network. And another quote that I came up with is really what you want to do is you want to be be sure to speak about what they want to hear about. So your career success is directly proportional to how much fun you're having. And that fun has to do with helping the other people have fun when they're speaking with you. So you do want to get to know them. You want to speak about, uh, you know, really the things that they're enjoying speaking about to get to know them and then can move into perhaps requesting to have a career research interview with them. And then at the end of speaking with people, there are two very important questions that I often have people uh, ask, that I do have people ask, and that's uh, the first question really has been what I call my magic question is it, it goes, what need or challenge problem is your department or company facing at this time? And what you want, the, your, what you're hoping for here is that the person will be sharing with you in their particular role at their particular company, you know, really what are the challenges or problems that they have or that they're facing at this time. And then the follow-up question to this is one, well, with that first question, in fact, often people have been able to even create uh, their own positions within companies once they've figured out that that company does have a need or challenge from this connection that they have and then are able to address it. I have had clients actually create positions for themselves. So these are the entrepreneurial uh, type of people who will be listening carefully and then saying, hey, that's something I can do really well. I'd love to go in and solve that that problem for the company. And then I have, this is truly the magic question here that helps continue to expand your network of contacts and that you want to be sure to keep your contacts organized as you continue to stay in touch with these individuals throughout your career. And the question is, 
are there two other people you know who could be helpful to me in my career research? May I use your name to contact them? So what's helpful is that you are starting them to really branch out in so many ways and to make so many connections that it really will help you, as I've mentioned and Marie has mentioned too, career long. Uh, There's a quote that Earl Nightingale once said, there is no luck. Luck is when preparedness, preparedness meets opportunity and opportunity is always present. When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Are you prepared and are you taking action? Marie, do you have any comments at this time? Oh, man. So you're just, it's so hard, right? It's so hard when we're, especially when we're employed, because we just want to kind of put our nose down. And there's been so much history, especially if people are in the workforce for a while. But I've even heard similar phrasings, and maybe you can share from Gen Z, people who are just graduating now, like, oh, it's just all about doing a good job, right? If I perform well, I will move up in my career. And it's so sad to hear that because it's just not true. It's all about these relationships that you're talking about and somehow honing our skill, which some people just have this skill. Um, It's amazing to watch. My husband, actually, (laughs) that's why I bring him to conferences and things, because he has this skill. So he's in his MBA right now, just started, and he's on a team of five or six or something. And most of them are 10 years younger than him. Um, uh, You know, it took me 10 years to talk him into going out, uh, getting into his MBA. So he's... One got the skill and two got the the knowledge that, hey, these relationships are what make a difference in my career. And so he's kind of spurring them along. Well, you know, how are we going to network? How are we going to meet each other? How are we going to meet new people? And he said, Marie, you know, they just don't get it. Oh, yes, obviously, this is why I get paid to teach people this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so much fun. Yes. (laughs) That's just great. Oh, Yeah, people really do, and and this is where you really start learning, you know, the people that you want to continue to be connected with, because it's really each individual, how are they presenting themselves professionally and positive everywhere? And that is the thing that is just so key, is that people really do need to present themselves professionally and positively everywhere they go. I mean, even I will have some job seekers who will be in the grocery store and they, the person that they interviewed with is in the other aisle. So it's like they go, I've now learned I need to dress professionally no matter where I am at because I might, you know, see another person either that I know who I would like to stay friends with and I want them to know that I am a professional person. So I am going to dress professionally really wherever I go. And even in using today's technology, people's outgoing voicemail messages need to be professional, how they leave messages messages, you know, how they utilize their cell phones, their emails, their blog posts, really professionalism is always on stage. So as we talk about this topic, being the MVP of your career change, which stands for, as everyone I'm sure knows, most valuable player, you have to always show up as that most valuable player in everywhere you might be. So often I will have the clients, too, choose a signature word. In fact, I was uh, featured in an Everyday Entrepreneur's book that was put together. And how they organized the book is that each person that was featured, 
they had to have one word and one quote that was on their page of the book and then described more about each of us and how we came to that. And my particular word was enthusiastic. And then my reason for choosing that word was that I focus on each project and client as if, as if it is the only one I have. So I was encouraging people to also focus on each and every project they have as the only one they have so that they can really uh, stay in the game with what they want to be doing in regards to the purpose that we've spoken about earlier. Um, mm. That is so you, too. That's just so, yeah, that's so genuine. (laughs) Thanks, Marie. Appreciate that. Oh, then a few more quotes I want to share with you to inspire you. You can tell this one is by Paul Harvey. You can tell you're on the road to success. It's uphill all the way. Yes, Mm. you need to do your part. And then another by Oliver Wendell Holmes. A person's mind, once stretched to a new idea, never goes back to its original dimension. So I really like at the end of your listeners hearing this call today, Marie, I would love for each of them to write down the three actions they are going to take after listening to this cast. Ah, uh, it will excellent. help them move their themselves forward. So yeah, would love to have them do that. So we've talked a little bit about these five things, the five steps to the great work formula. And now we're going to, we have just a minute here and then we're going to take another break. And then when people come back, I want them to know that at the end, we're going to get down to some, you know, nuts and bolts here, Top, top ways to land a job, maximizing your online application. So that's where we're going now. But Elizabeth, I just wondered if you might share out of these top, these five steps, people, you know, they start at the beginning, they start moving through. What do they do when they get stuck? Which I'm guessing might be maybe at the networking area, but what do you recommend they do when they are, they're feeling stuck? When they're feeling stuck, I really think that if they think of an individual who is inspiring to them, who really always builds them up, uh, to just have a conversation with uh, that friend and then go through, really talk through their values, their skills, their purpose and say, you know, really, I'm feeling a little bit stuck right now. How do you think you could be helpful to me uh, in, in moving forward from this particular part? So really, it's that continuing to build the network. So when you have a network of people that you can speak to, and even today, get on Zoom with and say, hey, I just need to chat with you because I need to build myself up and uh, really uh, get myself back in the game. The other key ingredient often right now is really what your husband is doing and getting his MBA Uh, because then you have other people that you're building some new relationships with. So one of the key ingredients that I always say is continuous learning. I just had a client who uh, was able to get her certified certified professional project management certification during these times. And what was really interesting is some of the organizations actually in states and counties 
have money that they are uh, giving to people in order to complete uh, some of these certifications uh, that they might not have been able to actually pay for themselves and take. So those would be some of the key unstuck things that I would suggest. Yeah, and to capitalize on every opportunity to get them further down these steps. So, you know, you may not be in a job you like. What can you do there to network? What can you do there to to move yourself along the the line? Whether that's figuring out what skills you really like or figuring out how it does connect with your with your purpose or or using it to network. So, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, do kind of some rapid fire around the ways that you can land a job now. how to maximize your online application and very important how to know your worth and negotiate for it which is one of the things Elizabeth is superb at so we'll be right back in just a few minutes the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about the five steps to being the MVP of your career change with Elizabeth Craig of ELC Global. And Elizabeth, we'll give you a minute here. Um, Maybe we'll start with that. So tell people how they can find you, how they can connect with you, and then we'll dive into some of these nuts and bolts. Sounds great. Yes, I can be found at uh, www.elcglobal.com. In fact, in, when I spoke about purpose, I do have an hour-long interview with Richard Leiter, who has done a PBS special on purpose and also written the Meaning and Purpose books that I have mentioned. And that is free there on my website uh, under uh, teleclasses and seminars. So that's free to you to listen to. And also in regards to virtual interviewing, which many of you are doing, uh, I have a four-page uh, freebie uh, that you can download immediately there as well. And then please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, My LinkedIn profile uh, is found at Elizabeth 
uh, Craig one, the number one after my name, uh, and I should be able to be found. So uh, those would be the ways to find me, Marie. Excellent. So how can people land a job now? It may be a little intimidating to try to make a career change now. What are some of your key points for them to to do now? Yes. So the key points here, really, I'm going to relate to the top four ways to land a job. And I have uh, mentioned that creating, connecting to create your own sales force. So basically finding people uh, who are in the company. So on LinkedIn, you would do a people search, a company search, and find people who are working at those companies that you would like to be working at. And I'm going to tell you a story about a client recently who landed a job because of a connection um, on LinkedIn that I had, and it was a second-degree connection. So even your often your second- and third-degree connections on LinkedIn can be the best connections for you. So my client had actually applied online to the position, had seen the opening, uh, but then I said, well, let me do a search and see if I have a connection who actually works at the company. It happened even for me with over 11,000 LinkedIn first-degree connections. This connection happened to be a second-degree connection. And so this second-degree connection, I wrote to her and I said, uh, I have a client who's applied uh, for this position. These are, I had three statements as to why he was, I felt he was really great for the position. And she immediately wrote back to me and she said, oh, Elizabeth, uh, we're not looking at any of the online applications. We're only having looking at the applications that come through LinkedIn. And she gave me the direct LinkedIn link, and he then applied uh, through the LinkedIn link. And then within two days, had an interview. The third day, had an in-person interview And the fifth day was offered the position. Now, this is during COVID. Uh, This was uh, in the third week of August. And then he calls me up all excited uh, five days after all of this transpired. And he said, Elizabeth, what I couldn't believe is that they actually gave me a car for my position. He said, and we have a 16-year-old son And we actually were looking at needing to buy another car for the family, and here we got one. So that's my best story about that. Uh, The other uh, thing is to really target market to the firms that you want to work for. And when people were able to actually go to uh, companies and offices rather than applying online, I actually had people directly take materials to the corporate offices. And people would say to me, oh, Elizabeth, I know they have a locked building. You know, this is ridiculous that I'm doing this. And one day we will be able to go back to buildings if people are there, even there. We'll see. But um, actually directly getting the materials to those people. And so I kind of this tip, which has in the past met with uh, 47 to 54% success, uh, almost equal uh, to uh, basically creating your own sales force. So these are kind of in tandem. But So what I have people do now is really look on LinkedIn then for those individuals who are at the top companies that they want to work for and see if they can get to know them better and then see if there's a position there. Then the third way to land a job uh, is through job clubs. And there are state ones, federal employment service ones, and these meet with uh, 14 to 38% success. And right now, there are virtual job clubs going on. Uh, I know some people who are actually 
holding some uh, through uh, LinkedIn Lives. But then there's another group uh, that's in Minnesota that's called Minnesota Crossroads that has always been really supportive through uh, four area churches to job seekers. And they are monthly, uh, actually, they've actually increased the number of presentations. They're doing presentations weekly to engage uh, job seekers, and then they're able to be online uh, with uh, the presenter, asking questions of the presenter who is giving great suggestions, as well as speaking with other people who are uh, making comments in the chat box. And then, of course, there are recruiters and staffing agencies, and these can be helpful, too. At the top end, uh, that's about 28% uh, success rate, and there are ones that are related to uh, specific uh, places that, that people are at. So, Marie, would you have anything that you'd like to say at this point? Those are the top four. Yeah, well, and it's just all about being proactive, right? Reaching out to people in the company. Of course, if you network and have a connection in before they post a position, that's the ideal thing. But that doesn't mean that once a position is posted, you have to just apply online and sit back and wait for them to respond to you, which is what a lot of people think. You know, oh, if I bother them, I'll get in trouble. Well, if you don't bother them, nobody's going to talk to you. So go ahead and try, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And there are... uh, Two, two things that are missing from job seekers and career changers' efforts to be their most valuable player. And the number one is follow-up. In fact, John Rusick, who is, has been uh, the uh, vice president of engagement at the University of Minnesota, uh, he said on the per capita basis, uh, basically uh, people just are not following up. So there's, and this is his actual quote, there's one thing missing from everyone's networking efforts, and that's follow-up. Everyone wants to connect, but nobody really does a fantastic job following up. If you want to be great at building relationships quickly and getting your network to produce for you, you must do a better job at following up. And perhaps more importantly, following through on what you say you will do from that meeting. So under, uh, this is all about networking. And the other thing that I have to uh, talk about is the importance of thank you notes. I can't tell you the number of clients who have sent both an email uh, to the person that interviewed them right following the interview. And then I have clients also send a handwritten note as well. And the reason we certainly do email today because it's logical but I actually had an accounting client, and he was—he uh, sent his thank you. At the same moment, he already was being offered the job through email, and he had landed the job before they would ever have received his handwritten note. At the same time, uh, other times, people will send the handwritten note, and because of that, there have been board groups who are meeting to try to decide who to hire, and they... All of a sudden, the administrative assistant knocks on the door and says, oh, you know, I have a few things that I wanted to give to you that just came in the mail. And it happens that this board was trying to decide between a candidate. There were five board members, and they were trying to decide, you know, who to hire. And because the email, the handwritten uh, thank you was brought into the room, the group sat there and they go like, well, I think our choice is made. This is the person who cared enough to actually send a thank you. So that was the decision that that board made. 
So I definitely want you to know that following through with thank yous to everyone who helps you in any way, even the other connections that you're making along the way, will be super helpful uh, all the way through your career. Yeah, that is just such a poignant point, and so many people don't do it, and you think it's easy, you think that follow-up, everybody should do that, but people don't, so you stand out when you do. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us here today. Just a wealth of information. I hope people will, you know, sit down, digest it, especially the things at the beginning. Take some time, take some thinking, but you can succeed in a career change even today, and uh, with Elizabeth's wise wisdom today or her help if you want to reach out to her at ELC Global. Um, Thank you so much and we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant with another guest and more great information. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.